0: Everyone, welcome to another episode of the Paulson University podcast slash show if you're watching on YouTube. Um, We have a lot to talk about today. We're going to discuss what's going on with this podcast, what's going on with our content creation, and what's about to change. Mm -hmm. And then we're also going to be talking about, we'll be doing some jet setting this year and really trying to learn as much as we can and grow in this field and grow in this, you know, Our knowledge of dog behavior Mm -hmm. and that's kind of a priority this year for us Um, so there's a few conferences as far as animal behavior that are coming up um you have the IAABC conference
1: yes that's coming up soon
0: that yeah that's coming very soon beginning of may get my phone end of
1: no yeah beginning of may i think it's the fifth and sixth it's
0: once we get back from we'll be going on vacation
1: we're going on vacation without the kids and i'm really excited to not have to be a mom for a week. (laughs) I know that sounds bad, but all my other moms out there, I'm sure you guys are like, no, I get it. Yeah. Because sometimes Um, you just want to stop hearing the word mom (laughs) 24-7. So uh, middle of April for spring break, John and I are going on vacation to the Dominican Republic with our two best friends. And then when we come back, I want to say it's the 5th and 6th of May that the IAABC is having their conference. And that is in... It's the
0: 4th to the 7th. It's in Houston, Texas. Yes. Uh, for reference, we are in New Jersey. For extra reference, I've never been on a plane before.
1: <laughs> so John's expecting to get on a plane three times this year.
0: Yeah, at least, which would be really cool. I but, think it
1: would be so awesome. Yeah, what a
0: story. We're figuring out the basics of like the if we can get child, child care to go to Houston. <laughs> um, but I'd really like to go to this. Um, I feel like it'd be really cool. So that's the IAABC Foundation yeah. Animal Behavior Conference in Houston, Texas, May 4th to May 7th. Um, and then the other one that we want to get to, it's the Aggression in Dogs Conference.
1: Yeah, that's in Chicago.
0: Yeah, that'll be Chicago. That's coming up in the fall. Here it is. It's on the website now. That'll be September 29th to October 1st, Chicago, Illinois. Um, join the world's foremost experts on aggression in dogs. So that's one that I really want to get to as well. Yeah. And I believe it's a, it's a newer one. It's not as, as established as the IABC's conferences. Mm-hmm. But we want to definitely start showing up at these places and learning what we can from the speakers and kind of networking.
1: Yeah. And just being a part of that group, right? And just meeting new people and hearing different ideas and, you know, we all, even though we're all like in the same boat, you know, some people specialize in different things. Like we don't Mm -hmm. do trick training at all. Right. You know, it's not our thing. You
0: can, I, I don't even know the name of most of the. Trips. Oh,
1: I don't at all. Like, like we have some clients that will do agility stuff and like they'll tell me briefly, but like I know nothing about that world. Right. Nothing about it. I really don't. And yeah. I don't have the bandwidth to dip into it.
0: It just doesn't interest us.
1: It doesn't. And I, I, you know, there are some dogs that love it. I mean, like I I don't know if I don't forget that. I think the dog's name is pink. It's like going viral right now. It's a um, border collie, I want to say. Or an Aussie Shepherd. Very, it looks very similar. Black and white. And and this dog is literally doing the agility course. I think, like, got the best time. And I've seen it, like, multiple times on Instagram. Just, like, repurposed. Mm-hmm. Like, other people, other accounts posting it. Because everybody's a a leech. But um, I was, like, so proud of this dog. <laughs> and That's I don't cool. normally like agility. But this dog was so happy and jumped into its mom's arms at the end. And I was like, that was... That was pretty freaking yeah. cool. Dogs I really love it. So yeah, I would never, I would never want to do that, but it was fun to watch.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just doesn't interest. In no, my, I don't know all the really, the Shuts and dogs. Yeah, I know nothing yeah, about that. I see people get into arguments in their comments on Instagram about it. I'm just like, I'm not getting involved. No, I don't understand. One, I like. don't know
1: enough about it, and right. two, I really don't care.
0: We do behavior modification
1: for family dogs. Right, these and are dogs that rescues, live in the home
0: and shelters. Like that's our forte. Yeah, so. Everybody's got, like you said, everybody's got, they have, they got this their thing own stuff. that they're passionate about, and this yeah. thing that, and and that that makes for, you know, like that's how things improve. So You get people who obsess over certain topics, yeah. and they just get better and better. Whereas, you know, like we don't care about backstalls, but then Zach George is, is posting backstalls on his on his Instagram account, and like he's diving into like the trick world, and he's showing people that he doesn't just do this; he does that, and. You know, it, it it's what pushes everybody a little bit deeper. We really like the science. I I love to. I get Google Scholar emails every yeah, morning, and I look through to see what what's new relative to behavior, and sometimes in the medical stuff too. And if I find something cool, I'll send it to to doctor. Well,
1: you Matt. have a medical background as well, so I think that you meld both <clears throat> both worlds. Right,
0: but I just really enjoy the science behind it, and I enjoy like seeing that like the problem solving part of it. Yeah um and that's just what we do and then there's we follow a few different dog trainers on Instagram and there's one who's her thing is she is all about separation anxiety mm-hmm. and like she only takes on separation anxiety clients and so everybody's very got, niche right yeah everybody's got these things that that really interest them or for whatever reason they're very emotional and attached to and i think that makes the world go round absolutely and that's why going to these conferences where all these people get together is Like, it's a really valuable thing, and um, we haven't been able to do it because money, and because you can't get me on a plane.
1: And I've been pregnant for like the last three years. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. (laughs) So, I am, you know, definitely planning on taking maybe a longer break in between the next child that we might have, just so.
0: This is the break, enjoy it.
1: Yeah, so Joey is 10 months now, and he's like, this little human Mm -hmm. and uh he adores my parents so like they can take care of him and jj adores them too so no issue there but um you know trying to remind myself that i'm not just a mom yeah right like i can do other things
0: and people can do hard things
1: yeah another really good podcast holy i I oh is that a a podcast yeah i sent you the episodes to listen to dr becky
0: sorry dr becky
1: no she so she's Um, A guest on We Can Do Hard Things. Uh, Glennon Doyle is the one that hosts uh, We Can Do Hard Things. But it's a a good podcast. I enjoy it. Um, But yeah, I'm just trying to remind myself that I can be without the kids and I can do things without the kids and I can go to these conferences and I can do some of the things. I will never be the same person I was before them, but I can do lots of things that just pertain to my career. Mm. And I don't have to feel guilty about that. I can feel guilty, but I have to learn how to tolerate being guilty about it.
0: Mm. And that, that I mean, the same goes for our relationship and mm-hmm. spending time and understanding. And that's something that we've established a long time ago is that, like, it all started with us. Yeah, if, if there's no us. If there's no us, there's no them. Yep. Um, so we really, that's what we try and... And if there's no us lives.
1: and if we're not working on this, we can't function together as business owners. Mm-hmm. And then it all crumbles. So mm-hmm. it's it, very important. And it has many times. <laughs> I would say crumbled. And then we, we have to... <laughs>
0: I have to apologize or you have to apologize and we fix it. But it's, it's complicated, especially when it's like, you know, like we spend every hour together.
1: Yeah. Obviously we're in different
0: offices, but it's No, we're together all the time. It's not easy.
1: Yeah. We're separated by like what, 20 feet. Um, Someone just was saying to me the other day, they're like asking about the background of what we do. And I was like, Oh yeah, like John and I do this, whatever. And they're like, does John have another job? And I was like, no. And they're like, so you guys are together all the time. And I was like, yeah. yeah. And uh, they were like, that must be really hard. And I was like, you know, it is and it isn't. I don't. You
0: learn how to make it work.
1: Yeah. But I also think we genuinely like each other. Yeah. That helps. It really helps. Like, I don't mind being around you 24 seven unless you're being a jerk. And then I want some space for me, but I still don't want to leave the house, mm. you know, and same with me. If I'm having a bad day, I'm sure you don't want to be right next to me, but we still always genuinely want to be around each other. Yeah. Um, And like
0: at at night, like I'll do my thing, you do your thing. Yes, which I think has, because we
1: never used to do that when we first got married. We never, you know, our first house was kind of tiny. There wasn't much. It's
0: like 980 square feet. Yeah, it wasn't,
1: there wasn't many places to go. So um, in this house, things are very different. Like I kind of have the domain of the bedroom at night. I watch my shows. I decompress. I do my thing with the dogs and then you, you know, you do your thing up in your office and stuff. And I think that, that definitely helps a little bit of separation is good. Um, but I think our communication has a lot to do with it too. I think we're much better at communicating and being honest with ourselves about what we need
0: mm-hmm.
1: from our relationship and, and from our work relationship. Yeah. Cause that's, that's really big. If you're, if anybody listening is working with a partner or even just a friend, you know, you still have to make sure that relationship is okay. Even though business can get involved. Um, you know, people always say don't mix business with pleasure, friends and work and that can be dicey we've seen that we've had that yeah so it's important to uh constantly be in communication and talking about everything
0: mm-hmm. yeah so all that being said yep i'm getting on a plane
1: yeah i'm, I'm excited for you
0: i'm gonna do it and that's that's a huge growth on my part and i and then we'll go in april and we're like really this is what i spent 29 years being
1: terrified, terrified of? of Not, yeah. i wouldn't
0: say terrified but definitely afraid of yeah Definitely avoiding, yeah, um, yeah. And then I won't have to worry about that anymore. That mm-hmm. won't be part of my personality anymore. No, that'll be in the past. And then we can actually get on the plane and go to Houston, Texas, and go to Chicago, and go to all these conferences. Um, I believe there's a reactive dog conference. I hope this is in the United States this year. We'll see. I'll look into it. But like, I'm all I, I'm all about going all these places and yeah. and learning everything I can. And like, I don't want to do the virtual thing.
1: Yeah. No, so. I'm I'm excited that you're excited. I'm excited that you're all gung-ho.
0: Yeah, I say that now.
1: We'll see how it goes. Take it one day at a time, right?
0: Yeah. Um <clears throat> So we did some updates. I think we talked about the website last time when we were our crappy podcast episodes. It didn't sound this good.
1: Oh, they were so long ago. <sighs> no, I'm talking ago. about
0: I'm talking about last week.
1: Oh, are on you getting me?
0: Goes. No, I'm just talking about whether or not we talked about our website and what's new on the website. And we, we recently launched I think we mentioned a new it. Yes. which has everything built into it. So like right from the homepage, you log in. And if you have an account, you can access your workshops that you, that you purchased. You can access any online courses from us that you purchased. You can access your, it's like a, the, it's called in the software. It's like the coaching program, but it's like, you'll, you'll buy your training sessions And your, you know, your virtual training bundles, everything is all in there for you to book, but it's all off of this one website now, Yes, which is a huge bonus.
1: It's so organized.
0: Yeah. So that's, what's up behind us. If you're watching on YouTube, you're watching, see, um, yeah, I'm really proud of it and I'm, I'm still making a bunch of improvements to it, but it's more like this next step of like how we want to present ourselves and and the level of professionalism that we're going to continue to deliver. Yeah. I think it has a lot to do with it. And now that's why I was saying on our vlog, like before I actually kicked off this podcast, I was saying like, we're, we're investing money in equipment.
1: You have to spend to make.
0: It's not even about making money. It's about something bothered me that I saw online a, a little while ago. And it was with the whole Zach George and the other, the, the punitive trainers that were going Mm -hmm. after him. Yeah. Um, but somebody, an an aversive trainer was on somebody else's podcast. I don't know who it was. I don't remember the podcast, but they basically, their argument for why like the aversive training is always the ones that get like the TV shows and they're Mm -hmm. always blowing up. The argument is, well, why don't you put as much effort into your content creation as we do? because there's a lot of aversive trainers who have these 1 million subscriber yes. YouTube account who, who literally make documentaries yeah. about these dogs that they're working with. And are the training methods never training methods we would ever recommend? Absolutely. But it kind of annoyed me because he's not wrong.
1: Do you know why I think that is though? I mean, yeah, he's, he's not wrong because there's a lot less content when it comes to what we do behaviorally. Um, it's with with punitive training, aversive training, with prong collars, shock collars. It's all right there. You can see it in a in a blink of an eye. It's cause and effect. It's boom, boom, right in like thirty seconds. A dog mm-hmm. reacts. They get they get leash popped or whatever. Right. You see it all right there. With what we do, it takes a while to change emotions, and you don't see it as quickly. You don't see it as zero to 10 or 10 to zero as quickly, it takes time. There are so many little nuances. I mean, when I'm working with a dog, and that's the other thing, when I'm working with a dog, I don't give a shit about the camera. All I care about is that damn dog and working with that dog and making sure I'm watching every single moment that that dog is experiencing, feeling, seeing through its own eyes so I can watch this dog and know what those triggers are and what what is my voice doing? What are the treats doing? What is the other dog or person or thing or whatever it is that mm-hmm. they're reacting towards? What is going on in that dog's head? So it is it is a lot harder to capture all of that and put it into a 30-second video. It's it's pretty yes. much
0: impossible. But that's why I'm mean, you're not wrong but that's what editing is for and not and not even in the sense of short format videos we, it doesn't need to be a short format video it doesn't need you don't need to show the whole process in a 30 60 second reel we can film this stuff and actually really take our time and put it out in this this well polished documentary style video there's no reason why we can't do that no and we absolutely can, it, can. It, it it could very well take 8 weeks to produce yeah one video but that's but are we doing it? Is anybody else doing it right now? Not that I see. I'm no, sure they're not. out there, but not that Although I see. Although I have
1: to say, like, again, I'm going to play devil's advocate. It's like, you know, Zach George has been waking the beast and everybody's coming out of the woodwork trying to bash him. And he put up a video. You know, I, I just, I'm not on social media that much, but I saw him put up a video because someone called him out for something. He had his dog off leash. He was working with his dog off leash and they still found. Ways to say it was unrealistic and that it doesn't make any sense and it doesn't prove his point. And it's like, no matter what he's going to do, everyone's going to find a way to disagree with what he's doing. Yeah, But my, my
0: concern uh, as a content creator is not whether or not someone's going to come out of the woodwork and bitch and moan about the, how something was done or whether there was a ton of stimulus involved or it was a low stimulus area that the dog was doing, whatever. doesn't matter. I want to tell a story. I want to create composition that's going to, get the viewer to really like it and really be drawn to it. Mm -hmm. And then maybe say, this is a better way to train my dog. This is the right way to do it. This did, this didn't make me feel bad. I, I didn't see any, anybody hitting a dog or shocking a dog or leash popping a dog or yelling at a dog or scaring a dog, Mm -hmm. but the results are still there. And it was, and I want to be able to present it in a way that's, that's engaging, that and people doable watch for the s- for
1: the regular person,
0: right? <clears throat> right, and it doesn't even need to be a how to. Like I, I don't want to go how to route. I just want to like we. I want to document these dogs that are coming in, and are 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 having these huge improvements. Like when we get these texts from clients, um, you got one not too long ago, and he was saying like it was perfect timing that you needed to hear it. Yeah and it's like
1: it's rough in this business if man we
0: could take the, <laughs> all those texts and all those small victories and bottle them up into this 5 to 10 minute video about that dog and about the work that we're doing with them salem <laughs> i just feel like not only is it going to be good for for me because it's going to be that outlet that cathartic outlet mm-hmm. but i feel like it's going to be good for the positive reinforcement dog training world
1: I know people need to see it. They need to see it start to finish, which a lot of times you don't get to see because there's, there's a lot of time in between. Right. Like I just worked with um, a couple yesterday and they were asking me like, you know, we're making small progress, but any idea how long this might take? And it's two older eight year old dogs who've been through a lot of stuff and they've got some severe issues, you know, and it's, it's going to, you know, if I documented that from the beginning, which I wish that I did, I wish, uh, and they're, they're in a different state. They're, they're far away. So they're never going to be able to come in person. But um, even just documenting me talking to them on Zoom and everybody getting the facts because the facts matter. You know, anytime you see something in, you know, 30, 60 seconds in social media, you don't know that dog's history. You don't know anything about that dog. You don't know the family that it's a part of. You don't know anything. So you can't be taking these training methods and putting them towards your dog if you don't know why those methods are being done. Mm-hmm. You know, it may not be safe for your dog. You know, no aversive is, is is safe for any dog, but it may really not be safe for your dog. So that would be fun to start doing, to really start doing these case studies, obviously making sure that my clients are okay with it, start to finish and letting people really see the progress. So I'm on board.
0: So we got a lot of work ahead of us. <clears throat> but that all stemmed from me saying that it- off of the podcast, I was saying that we're investing in some equipment, yep. and so that w- one of those is a is a even higher quality camera. So all we had was like a we had a good quality vlog camera. It's a Canon G7X Mark II, so it's like a five hundred dollar camera, um, pretty good for vlog style. Yeah, and then we never vlogged. No, because I was just like, I don't know how to t- tell a story.
1: Well, you were vlog. you were really in your perfectionism ish mm-hmm. stage back then yeah you are you have grown astronomically in like letting things go yeah
0: yeah but we because never vlogging
1: is not supposed to be perfect vlogging is just your day it's just supposed to be
0: raw and i wasn't understanding that and i was so focused on how do i tell a story what, i think
1: it made you uncomfortable
0: yeah i didn't want to waste my time so in turn i waste my time yeah yeah so anyway
1: you did do some fun ones we took opal to the beach that was a cute one.
0: That wasn't even on the G seven X though. What? That was on an iPhone. Oh well,
1: yeah, I know. No, you had some no.
0: That was on an iPhone with a gimbal. Oh, <gasps> you're right. Yeah, the we didn't gimbal we that didn't, we spent all that money on and didn't, didn't do anything buy, with. Where is it? We didn't buy it. We didn't buy this camera. When did we buy that? Until we bought this a few months after we closed on the house.
1: I don't remember when we
0: got the goats.
1: Oh. Well, that was when I found out I was pregnant, so I was probably in a different world. Uh, So, yeah. Transformation. Here we are.
0: That's what I got. Um, I just do. Anyway, thanks for listening to that monologue. What are we at right now?
1: 21
0: minutes. 21 minutes. Anything else you would
1: like to discuss today?
0: You said you wanted to do a, a case study.
1: Yeah, I can. Uh, I can talk about. I can talk about the clients that I worked with yesterday. Um, they're in a different state. The ones I was just talking about, they're making. They're making slow progress. Eight years old. Um, they live in an apartment. Um, a lot of anxiety between the two of them, but the female is a redirector. Like she'll do like stalking behavior and then she'll go after her brother. Um, And we're trying to really pinpoint the triggers. They both been through a lot. Uh, The the boy uh, was with the mom since he was 12 weeks. The girl was adopted 11 months old and bounced between five houses prior to her. And then mom was in an abusive relationship which both dogs experienced, and it was horrible. Now she's with a new partner, great relationship, things are going really well, uh, they, all, they live together, um, trying to start a family, and that's difficult, right? So there's hormones going on there that's making uh, the female dog really struggle, um, and they're picking up on that. So that's something to like mention for anybody listening. If you are family planning, um, you're taking like infertility injections or things like that, we are seeing this dog legitimately in biatch mode for that time period. Um, and for any other females, if it's your time of the month and your dog is sensitive to that, um, we are seeing that from her as well. Like it, it, like that week she was insane. She was like losing it. Um, and it was very interesting to learn because both both females were dealing with this at the same time. So it was like like double whammy for her. Um, So she was definitely way more reactive. It's almost like she's looking for those triggers, like any noises would set her off. And she would like, if Dexter, the brother, would react, Iggy, the female, she would bark and then go right for him. And sometimes it's almost like if things were going too well, if things were too status quo, too normal, one of them would look for a problem to start because they're so used to the chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it, it's it's very enlightening to um to really hear about this. And um, mom is a social worker, so she understands the trauma that these dogs have been through., mm-hmm. uh, so we are relating it to her clients and and she's understanding that what's going on for both of them. It's like, again, like I said, like things are too status quo. They have to create a problem. Like they're they're creating new issues, right? So we have to really fix that anxiety versus just fixing the problems that are coming up. Because just like with obsessive personalities, like if someone, you know, Drinks too much, then they stop drinking. Like it's gonna, it's gonna switch to something else, mm-hmm. um, because we're not fixing the root of the problem. We're not fixing the in- insecurity or the trauma or the the anxiety right. or whatever it is that that person is dealing with. Dogs, but dogs are very <clears> similar. <throat> just like if you have a garter and they uh, guard only shoes, then you remove all the shoes, they're gonna guard something else. They're gonna guard socks or a sweater or something. It's gonna pop to something else because right. we're not or it fixing. Might not the even issue.
0: surface guarding. It it'll just surface something else.
1: Yeah. So we are you know we're still problem solving with these two because and there's two of them right so it's it's not just like it's Iggy on her own or Dexter on his own we're we're working on them simultaneously so they can live more harmoniously and they love each other any other time of the day they're completely fine um you know but we're just trying to remove those OCD triggers like when both parents are in the kitchen uh, and they are cooking that is a trigger for both dogs. They're like waiting for something to happen. Like Iggy will run Dexter into the galley kitchen and corner him. And it's like this big hoopla. And it's like some days they won't have it at all, but it's like that. Is it going to happen tonight type thing that they were explaining to me? And uh, I think it's like maybe two nights out of the week that they can expect it to really happen. So it's definitely getting better, but it's still happening. And Iggy's, intensity when it's happening is getting better they can pop her out of it a lot quicker which is great um like her edge is definitely off but like that's like even when they're watching tv things will be fine and like he'll like move and I told them to like look at this like pay attention to Dexter does he shake his head does he make a noise does he even just like a little whine does he move a certain way does one of the parents get up and and go to the kitchen for something and and it happens like right after that I need them to really pinpoint what makes her all of a sudden out of nowhere come out of a sleep and start staring at him and then stalk mm-hmm. and then snap of the finger
0: what are the antecedents what's what's setting this up that's really important cuz it's to not about. out of nowhere
1: it's not i know a lot of people think it is mm-hmm. and they're like out of nowhere it'll just happen or they're unpredictable and it's like no it's like the smallest thing mm-hmm. but it's there and we need to find that so we can skip over that and recreate a new desired behavior while working through that anxiety. We're not distracting. We're not putting a band aid on intense anxiety and reactivity or an OCD behavior. We have to give them a better option and make that their routine.
0: Right. Replace the behavior. Yes. The only reliable way to modify behavior.
1: Yeah. So, replace it. and like, enrichment will help dexter which is great but they say at night he's he's a character like he'll have his enrichment and like <laughs> the the um the mom that had them from the beginning she's like i can see him about to be finished with the bone and i know it's coming but i can't even react quickly enough cuz it's literally a split second he'll be done with the bone look at her and in that same moment just big bark at her and that sets Iggy off, and she's like, wow,
0: is, "Is that just like an obsessive thing that he's, he does? It's like an
1: OCD thing. Like at night he is, and it's getting better. Thank God it's getting better <sighs> with the the double mental stimulation and keeping him busy, and even separating him. Like he doesn't have separation anxiety, thankfully. Iggy does. I wouldn't be able to remove her from like the TV area. If like like if anything changes in their routine, her wise, she's like." danger or something's wrong him. He's completely fine with going into their bedroom and having his mental stimulation or his dinner or his breakfast in there. No, no problems. So I'm almost, I'm like t- right now I'm taking him out of the situation just for a little bit to break the cycle.
0: Cause he's like the only identifiable trigger right now. So removing him, it's going to other than noise.
1: Like they live in an apartment, right? So like banging stuff, like knocking things like that, Mm -hmm. that are normal in a, in an apartment um, that will set both of them off. Right. But in terms of him being a nudge and being like anxious and be like, everybody pay attention to me that annoys her,
0: but it'll set both of them off. But is it setting him off and then she's responding to him or is she responding to the noise?
1: I think both. I think she can do both. I think, I think it, it goes, it can go both ways. He could react and she's like strength in numbers, but then all the energy is redirected on him Mm
0: -hmm.
1: or she's trying to tell him, shut the F up because you're stressing me out when you react like this. I think he is definitely the more reactive one. I think he's the one to react first, but she is still known to react on her own too. Like um, one of the issues that has gotten astronomically better is like any um, wildlife on their deck, like a bird or a squirrel like she would legitimately slam into the glass and uh that has not happened just stopped.
0: I think that, that just stopped recording for a second hold on one second This, <clears throat> sorry, with this specific camera, I told you there's no record limits. Yeah. But there is a built-in thing that says like, hey, this camera's getting too hot because you're recording in 4K for too long, so mm. we're going to turn off. You could turn that feature off. I forgot to do that. Okay. There you go. I think it's on there now again. Um, so, yeah. Oops. All right. Um, so, would you like to fill the air and I'll, I'll go fix that? Absolutely,
1: or? yeah. Okay. So, yeah, just talking about them still. Um, So we are working on really changing up their routine, Um, taking Dexter out of the situation um, in the normal trigger times for Iggy because he seems to be a little bit more versatile and like physically moving him around the apartment. Um, So he's going to eat his meals in the room for right now just for like a few weeks to break the cycle and then I can slowly reintegrate him back into normalcy and see how she reacts to it. But like, even, even like him going in the room and then like, she like waits for him to come out because she wants, she still wants to be with him and she's interested in what he's doing. But like that barrier between the, him coming out of the door, which I see very often with a lot of, a lot of dogs um, where like I have another client. I've talked about them numerous times, uh blizzard and Titan. They are um, actual brothers. Um, and they have reactivity between the sliding glass door. They can see each other, even like in bedroom doors, like they've gone at it in between those because that reactivity, that, that barrier frustration, um, for both of them. And that can be learned behavior from a very early age. So I think these two are definitely struggling with that as well. Um, I think again, it's getting better as we go, slow progress. But like I said to both parents, uh, yesterday that they're older, they've been through a lot. Um, there's two of them and they both have quite intense behavioral issues. Um, It's a lot of little things that um, exacerbate each other and create this big chaos on a daily basis. So it's going to take a little bit for each of those things to start to subside and get better and stop triggering the other issues. So it's it's going to seem like a slow process but we will come out of it and be like oh my god things are so much better once we pull our heads out because a lot of times we look in with magnifying glasses we and even as people we will like really put a lot of value on like what we see right in front of us versus how far have we come since the beginning and i think that is something to remind ourselves like don't put so much pressure on on you and your dog and whatever your situation is like any progress is good progress even if it's slow um and just have realistic expectations I think that's a big thing and I think that was a lot of our talk yesterday and like they want they because they don't know any better they're asking me what is normal what how long should this be taking you know and they want to know you know is it their dogs and no your dogs are fine your dogs are doing exactly what they need to do there are some pretty intense issues going on here so we are um contemplating whether to raise Iggy's Prozac up because she's only on a small dose and I want to give it like two, three more weeks before I go that route. If I can change it up and really get her on board um, with the changes in routine. Um, So yeah, that's, that's where we're at with them. But I think it's, it's drastically getting better for them. It looks smaller for Mm me. It looks pretty big. It's always
0: like that on the outside. Like it's literally like when you go to the gym Mm-hmm. And you see your yeah. own body every day. Yeah. And you're like, I'm not seeing any improvement. And yep. then all of a sudden you go see friends you haven't seen in a while. Or you go to a family party and everyone's like, oh my God, you look so great. Exactly. Yep. The change is drastic when you're on the outside yep. looking in.
1: And they have to understand too, their family planning, you know, and that's stressful. It's not easy when you struggle to mm-hmm. get pregnant. Um, so. So I think, I think everyone, if you're listening, don't be so hard on yourselves. It's all going to come together. Um, And you know, the seasons have a lot to do with it too. It's been cold. And like, if your dogs are dogs that, you know, really need to get out and get that physical exercise and that mental stimulation that way, and they're not getting it, those days are going to be harder. And you can't say that you're not making progress. They're just not set up for success mentally that day. They can't perform for you. They mm-hmm. can't. They can't do what they need to do because yeah. they're not. They're not their best selves that day. Just like with people, right? Some people get really, really messed up when it's raining for multiple days in a row. <clears throat> mm. <laughs>
0: wow. I've been good.
1: You have been good. You have that used to be a big mm-hmm. thing for you. This kind of
0: takes me back to the the aversive training social media nonsense. What we were just talking about? Because it's portrayed as this like a switch that you can just turn on and off and And it's not Boom, the behavior's gone. And it's not like you would never hold a person to those same standards. No, we have good days. We have bad days. You go to the store and the person ringing you up could be a total jerk off. And you know, if, if you're mature, you might say, all right, maybe they're having a really bad day. Mm -hmm. Maybe something happened. Maybe they're not feeling well. Maybe they're dealing with something. Um, Why are we not affording the same?
1: We don't. Because we we treat them like they're here to please us, serve us, yeah, yeah, and that's not what they're here for. They didn't ask to be here.
0: Mm-hmm. They
1: didn't ask to be a part of your family.
0: Right. I mean, you you are literally bringing a wild animal into. Yes, you
1: are. I was, thinking, remember, I was saying that the other night. I was like, I was watching all three of our rescue dogs on our bed, like staring at me as I was like getting out of the shower, like little weirdos, and I was like. I have three wild beasts Mm -hmm. in my bed just staring at me. And I trust them not to kill me. And I think it's just crazy that this is where we are as humans. Like, we're just... And it it annoys me. I've said this so many times. Like we, so many of my clients, like my dog gets the best food and they, you know, they wear sweaters for Christmas and they have Christmas presents and like the best beds and all this stuff. We pamper them in every other aspect. But when it comes to their behavior, we expect them to do exactly as we say.
0: Right. And we will literally hold those things as collateral, Mm -hmm. as like a blackmail. Yeah. Like look at all these things I do for them and they still.
1: Yeah. It's not a respect it, thing. What,
0: what if you go to therapy, which a lot of people should. Yep. If you go to therapy, what would your therapist say if someone was holding collateral over you like that?
1: It's a toxic relationship. Right. It's not healthy.
0: Something to consider. Yes. Um, um, I didn't get the camera back up. I'll fix it for next time. Okay. Sorry, YouTube. Yeah. Um, yeah, once, once it starts to shut off, it wants to cool down before it lets me get back into the night. I don't blame it. So I'll turn that feature off. Won't be an issue time. anymore. What are we up to? We are fifty two.
1: No. You ha- you can't see. Thirty six minutes. Thirty-six
0: minutes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard is about twenty-five to thirty minutes of four K shooting and it'll Okay. Um, but they said you turn that feature off, and there's never an issue. It's not like it's just gonna melt down. Okay, good. Um, yeah.
1: So it's, back to what we were saying before, like you were saying, like um the expectation of these these dogs, right? Um my clients that just started. It's actually a friend of mine from high school. Uh, we played soccer together. But him and his girlfriend um, live in an apartment complex. Their dog. He's young. He's probably like one or two. Um, cutie. Oh my god. He's so adorable. He got attacked twice. In like one was in a doorway. Like he was in an apartment complex and they were by opening somebody
0: else's dog by
1: somebody else's dog and it came out the door and pinned him against the wall. So he's petrified of doorways. Mm-hmm. This poor dog. Um, and, and specific, like a specific dog that looks very similar to the, the two dogs that have attacked him, which I don't blame him, right? Associative learning. Um, so they were trying to get into their apartment door like last week. And this is only like a week or two into his training of changing, you know, how, how they're, you know, handling the reactivity and stuff. And she's trying to get the key in. And this guy comes out of nowhere, like in the hallway, having to pass right past him to get outside where he clearly like could have seen how this dog was reacting and turned around. But instead he was angry about how the dog was reacting towards his dog and slowly scowled at my client past them, took his sweet time as this dog was in the corner freaking out as my client's trying to get into her door. If this is ever you and you are listening to this, Please do not do this to any dog. You and your disapproval—it doesn't do anybody any good. We all—we all think our dogs are the best things in the world, and there are a lot of reactive dogs out there. They are trying the best they can. So you know,
0: what's really messed up. Is like that owner could be, like the owner of the reactive dog could be at their breaking point of wanting to surrender this dog exactly. To the shelter. Yep, and. Like in, in, like, now they're, they're swayed. They're like, I can't do this anymore. I, it's too much.
1: Yeah. Now
0: people in my own apartment complex or Like, yeah. you, you never know the consequences of...
1: How you react in a situation could literally make somebody else hit their tipping point. Mm-hmm. And that happened to us, too. Um, you know, we have our dog walking business as well, and I hired somebody new, and um, they invited a significant other over and was just not allowed. And I obviously had to fire them afterwards, but I had to explain like the dog that they were staying with was a super reactive dog with bite history. Mm -hmm. And if he had bitten the significant other, that family may have not wanted him anymore. And it's a lot of times we don't think about those things in the moment. You know, it was, there was no malice behind it. It wasn't something that she intended. Um, But once we talked, she was like, oh my God, I didn't even realize, you know, like these little things are choices do affect these dogs. Right. <clears throat> and it's scary because what if they didn't want him anymore? And he goes, he gets surrendered to shelter and no shelter in the right mind is going to keep a dog that has multiple bites on their history. It's a liability. So that dog will pay the price. Right. So it, you don't know what everybody else is going through. I mean, we say this just people in general, like you don't know the baggage everybody else is, is hanging around. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody needs to keep their judgment to themselves. Um, we're all doing the best we can. So if we can help one another, when you see a reactive dog, you know, keep your dog moving. Um, I know some people that are listening don't have reactive dogs and that's not a problem. Maybe impulse control is an issue or separation anxiety, but if your dog is friendly, that doesn't mean that the other dog can handle your friendly dog. Um, So that's something to keep in mind as well.
0: Cats do the weirdest things. I know. Are, so we'll <laughs> I just watched there. her. Watching Salem just walk to the middle of the she room. Was,
1: she was against the wall for like, what, 20 minutes? Mm-hmm. Then just quickly walked over to where the camera tripod is and sat as close as possible to it and just stood there. <laughs> and is now just, her body doesn't move. That's another thing with cats. Their bodies don't move, just their heads when they're yeah. in position.
0: She's so patient. It's amazing. I know. We'll look out the kitchen window, and she'll be, like, sitting next to a tree. And then you'll look out the same window, like, an hour later, and she's still sitting next to the tree. Hasn't moved.
1: It's kind of creepy, though. I'm like, why is she being a creep out there? What is she looking at? I look, is she sleeping? Like, she have us all duped, and she's actually just taking a nap, sitting up? I don't know.
0: Never thought we'd have a cat Oh, in God.
1: Her. I never thought. I mean, I had, a, I had a cat in high school for, like, two weeks because my uh, roommate, Michelle, was cat-obsessed and... What did I say? High school. Oh, yeah, college. Um, yeah, we named Wasn't him. Wasn't yes, he feral? Yes, he was feral. He was. He was sweet, but he was crazy. You know, he wouldn't, he didn't like bite us or anything, but he was like one of those cats that like wanted to romp around all hours of the night. So, I mean, we were in college too. We lived in a really small room together and he was just on the dressers and stuff, just like one of those cats, like knocking shit over. Just like in the middle of the night, just, oh, let me just drop this coffee cup, bam. And then everybody wakes up and it's, it was just consistent. So, um, we gave him to one of our sorority sisters family that had cats and they took him and he lived out his life there. Good for him. Yeah. But so that was like name? two weeks. Ringo. We named him Ringo. Ringo. I think they renamed, once he got home, I think they renamed him something else. But I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I never thought we'd have cat.
0: Yeah. All right. So just one more swing back to the YouTube thing. Yeah. So please consider subscribing to our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Just some University on YouTube, um, and you're just going to start to see videos coming out Yep, um, at least once a week. And I'm going to try and make them as high quality and engaging as possible.
1: Raw. We really want to come at this in a really raw way and just give you guys exactly what we do on a daily basis. No, no real editing going on. Just yeah. giving you what we do, how we think, how we formulate, how we learn.
0: All right. I think that was a good one.
1: Yeah, if you like to hear us ramble, I think that was you, a good one.
0: Uh, well, we're rambling because we're back to the old setup with the headphones and yeah. the nice mics. And it's easier to just sit down and have a conversation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't, it's just something about it. It just feels more like authentic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think this is where the podcast is going to go. And I kind of like the setup.
1: we we'll just me. have to
0: work on the set. Yeah. We'll switch it. It so says we're over there. Mm-hmm. And I'm pointing to the other side of the office, by the way. And we'll do some kind of
1: nice set tchotchkes <laughs> I'll think about it okay you can't just have a blank wall John see I,
0: I don't even remember what
1: nobody wants you need like a you need like a potted plant you know like a fake one
0: I don't remember which one's the outro music I don't think that's it is it yeah is it
1: yes or it's the beginning one I can't no, tell it's been a while
0: a, I don't know
1: yeah. That's it.
0: No, that's not. Yes, it is. I don't know what that is. That's not it. Oh my god. I have no idea. Don't what listen that is. to
1: him. He's wrong. This is it. Oh, uh, okay.
0: Yeah. You know that Downy commercial that stole our music from our season <laughs> one. <model laughs> is podcast? it Downy? I think it's Downy.
1: It's one of the laundry commercials, oh my yeah. God.
0: Every time it's been coming out a lot on Hulu. And every time I hear it, I'm like, I wonder if anybody else does this. Like if anybody else hears this song and gets reminded of our podcast. I hope the so. season. That would be fun. Yeah. Who would have thought that like a, a, a corporation would have such a low budget because like we paid like 20 bucks for the license for that song.
1: I mean, why spend more money than you have to? Still. Why spend more money than silly. you have to? It's, it's silly. If I worked at that company, it would have been my decision. <sighs> I would have said the same thing.
0: Well... Thank you, saw that. Thank you for uh, sticking around this long. We're we're gonna bring you back these high quality, really enjoyable podcast episodes. They're gonna be back, and um, we'll be back next week. We're gonna try and record every Tuesday, upload every Wednesday. Until next
1: time, class dismissed.